0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Fat Cats, the podcast where we help leaders become thought leaders through video. And I know, I don't know about you, but to me, this week feels a little bit different than last week. Uh, last week, things, you know, coronavirus was on the horizon, and but now with, uh, at least for being in the D.C. area, uh, people are going on uh, teleworking, I'm working from home. Um, so I sometimes work from home a, l- a little bit, but now I'm working from home a lot of it. And, you know, things are definitely changing, but it was, you know, through this time, for this period of time, it was just a reminder of why you know, we especially need video now more than ever to be able to connect with people and, and work and, and get things done. You know, and so I thought about uh, labeling this the, this podcast, you know, how video is going to save the world um, and, and how it's gonna, I mean, for one, it's also, it's gonna help with um, just keeping the coronavirus spread from, you know, putting people in contact. Uh, but then also too, it just also helps with, uh, you know, if we can use video instead of having to travel in person, it does help, you know, reduce, uh, greenhouse emissions and help help reduce climate change. So, uh, video really is helping to kind of help change the world, save the world in in many ways. But so during this time, I wanted to think through the, it really is important kind of thinking through a video strategy. And so it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be going out right now and you know spending a lot of money on, on video strategies, especially with gatherings being limited. I know people are starting to reduce, you know, shoots, reduce, um, kind of some of the, like, I just was talking with my neighbor who works as a model and he was saying that he had his biggest shoot in uh, down in North Carolina planned. And then guess what? It was canceled because people are trying to limit traveling and people are skittish and the markets are skittish. But so I think videos, it's very much more important than ne- now, more important than ever, but it is uh, changing in, in terms of we don't necessarily need to have as much, we're not going to have as much high quality content being produced in terms of really polished and getting big crews together. But I think we do definitely need to have a lot of videos. So one example I saw is that there's an email put out by American Airlines where it was the CEO trying to, you know, just assure people of what they were doing. And so it was going to help with look at it and see, I don't think I watched the whole thing, but it was, it was nice looking at and saying, okay, well, here's a CEO. They're clearly addressing the issue. There's not just this faceless, you know, void of people deciding things, but here's a person I can connect to who says he's working hard. I can trust him more than I just trust, you know, a simple logo or the nebulous company out there to to get things right. And, And you know, the video wasn't highly polished. It was just a single camera person, no CEO looking at, at the, the camera, talking to him, but it was a little bit, you know, reassuring. And when you have using the power of video, you can really help create that trust. You can create, help people, um, connect with you better. You can help people, um, just get a sense for who you are. And I think, especially over this next season, it is so important to have a really good just video strategy where it's not so much based on high production values but based on being able to be like personal make connections and really help people connect with you and trust you when we can't meet face to face and so for this podcast I've kind of gone I have a list of 10 maxims basically that are um, you know, principles to kind of help you with guiding your video strategy. And in my case, mine looks a little more like, you know, stay recording from home over the next little bit. Uh, not so much going out and, you know, I have some editing work I'm doing, um, but shoots are getting, you know, reduced at least for a little bit while people are kind of figuring things out. And But it's important to kind of still be able to continue to put content out there so the first one I have, especially during this, this season is, you know, maximum one is that the personal eats polished for breakfast. So, so what I mean by that is that, you know, going back to that video of the, the, the CEO, um, you know, it, it was personal. It was someone talking. It was, they didn't try to do this whole complicated piece talking about coronavirus. It was just, it was personal. And today, you know, if you, are able to customize and personalize a video for a specific time and audience and, and, um, people, it's just going to do much better than if you try to create something that's super polished, but a lot more generic. And so if they had just a generic disaster video that they rolled out, it would have felt very canned and not personal and not really didn't have a sense of connection, but personal is always going to trump, uh, Polished for breakfast. Then the second second maxim is that consistent supersedes perfect. And so often I've worked on projects where they just w- they want to get it perfect. They want to get it right. They want to tweak everything to death. Uh, I like to call it you know revision purgatory because you go in and it's kind of like you're stuck there until uh, you, you know you kind of like pray you get out. I guess. Um, but whenever you can put something out consistently, it's going to do better. And so not just hoping that you have one piece a year or one piece, you know, here and there, but actually like consistently put out content. And I know that's something that I've struggled with too, with with the podcast and making sure that I am continually consistent. Cause I know that, you know, consistent is going to be way better than saying, Oh, I produced three perfect podcasts in a year and they were awesome. But being able to be consistent so people know when to check in is just, is what people really need. So then the other important thing to remember, maximum three is that 50% of your success is your title and screenshot. And so uh, I can't tell you how many times I've worked on a project. We spent hours tweaking every single thing in the video and making sure the sound was right and the photos are right. And then when I look at, you know how they uploaded it and they had a bad screenshot and a title that, that was kind of lame and and well, at times I didn't have that control of that, but now I'm definitely going to start providing suggestions for people because you know, if 50% of whether someone clicks on a video to watch it is your title and screenshot, then like you definitely need to get that right. And um, yeah, so the 50%, I can list in the show notes where I got it from. It was from, I heard on another podcast of someone who's a YouTube expert. I don't know if they did a scientific study to determine that 50% of it was uh, was actually your thumbnail, but it, it's a big part of it. And so, you yeah, know, I'm not trying to present any scientific evidence here, but just help you know that your title and video, your title and screenshot is just so important for your video doing well. And so, even if it's just you, you know, talking, or you know, come up with a screenshot or something that just makes it a little interesting. Put a big title on the words that has, you know, one way of determining if a title is good is use keywords anywhere. So it's an application you can download, and you can actually type in your what you think the title is going to be, and then you'll see does, does someone actually search for it? Because if no one's actually searching for what your title is, or it doesn't answer a question then, you know, they're probably not going to want to click on it. I mean, if it, so you can actually tell, you don't have to guess, is someone going to w- w- look for my title? You can actually know, yes, people are searching for this title. No, no one is searching for it and make content accordingly. And so now definitely encourage you to check that out. So though no, for maximum four is, now, this is also applies for, you know, not as much for social media videos, but applies for a lot. And that's just, just the, the the most important part of video, you know, is, isn't video, but the audio. And I, I know this is, you know, this is true universally. No, well, if you're going into to captions, audio isn't as important. But if it's something where you are actually communicating with people and, you know, you, you are talking or you're doing some sort of... Uh, you know, presentation or it's a longer format, then making sure your, your video is good. And this especially applies to, you know, if you're doing like Zoom calls or longer meetings where uh, people that can see you, but they're actually getting a lot of content from their ears especially for some sort of call, you know, people can look at you and you can be kind of fuzzy, but it's sort of like, have you ever tried to pay attention uh, to an event and you're just really tired? It's like warm. Maybe it's, you have to strain to hear and it kind of hurts your brain to focus on something hard. And that can be really hard to do when, when you're tired. And so when you have bad audio, it's almost like that where you're like sleepy trying to focus and, and it, and it forces you to like strain, to understand what the person's saying, which makes your brain think, which is a lot more work. And so, whenever you're doing, I just you know encourage you to always have try to make sure that your audio is as good as possible, because there's a lot you can do with bad lighting, but there's just very little you can do when it comes to to bad audio. I mean, honestly, once you get bad audio, you're almost stuck. And so, even if it's getting a fifty dollar USB mic or making sure that things are quiet. So, you know, for this one, I'm I'm working from home, but I said All right, I'm going to turn the, uh, let's see, I'm going to turn the fan off in the, uh, like the, the circulating fan off to, to make it a little bit better. And, you know, you might hear the, the kids in the background a little bit. Um, but, but you can always try to get your audio as good as you can from the beginning. And so whether it's a $50 USB mic, whether it's holding your phone up close and syncing the audio, just do whatever you can to make sure that your audio is as good as possible. While you do want to have good audio um, which leads us into maximum six. However, when it comes to like social media, captions r- rule social. And so, you know, it just, it is so important to be able to have captions because most of the people, if you're listening on your phone, aren't listening with audio. And so while you do want to have good audio, if you're planning on your video being out on social media, make sure that, that you have like captions enabled, whether it's, YouTube is automatic. YouTube does a pretty good job of automatically transcribing them, um, but some of the other services like Instagram, Facebook don't do as good a job. And so, I strongly recommend uploading a caption file or even burning it in. And so, that could look like, you know, and there are some great services out there, such as Quicc. So Q U I C C that lets you. You can upload your video, it'll transcribe it, you can edit it, and then it will burn it in uh, to your video that you download and upload to um, the social media platform of your choice because it is, you know, being able to have those captions when you're scrolling. I mean, I know oftentimes if I'm in a public place, I don't have my headphones on, I'm just scrolling, and it's almost like too much work to turn the audio on and see who's around and... Um, especially if you're on riding like public transportation or, or, or whatever it is. And so captions, or if it's, you know, later at night and just having the, the captions there is, is great way of engaging and make them kind of short and snappy. So make sure it's not too, too fast in terms of like big chunks. But for social media, almost the shorter bits keeps people moving and kind of keeps them engaged as their brain is processing and, and working on things. All right. So then video maxim seven is that video is the horse, not the cart. And so what I mean by that is oftentimes you'll get people who they want to have a video because obviously solve somebody's problem or they want to boost sales or, you know, whatever it is. They want to recruit more students, you know, they want to raise money. But it's important to remember that that video is actually your it kind of drives traffic. So but but you have to be able to hook it up. So let's say if you have a cart that is your goods that you're trying to sell, you know, online cases, yes, you do have a cart, you know, the horse can can hook up to the cart. To drive things but if you don't have that connection very well that connection is not strong it's not going to lead to any more you know goods getting sold and um and there's always that linkage between the the horse and the cart and sometimes people try to think that hey if i just get a video it's going to solve my problems when no, like this helps drive traffic, but if you don't actually have anything connected to your video in terms of a sales funnel, it's not going to lead anywhere. Then for maxim eight, it's live video needs and an incidental contact. So live video needs incidental contact. So first off, what is incidental contact? Incidental contact is when you just, you bump into somebody in the hallway, you know, you're at the water cooler, uh, water cooler. Do we have water coolers? Or is that in England? Uh, at the drinking fountain, you're uh, just after a conference, you're meeting with someone. You go out for lunch, and you hit it off, and you make a connection. So the one thing that a lot of video calls and you know interactive live video doesn't do is some of that incidental contact. But where you it allows for spontaneous uh, spontaneous ideas, and and this one especially is true more for live Zoom meetings. As we you know, I've I can't tell you how many times I've heard people talk about needing Zoom meetings now with uh, coronavirus coming up, and so we really need to be able to create that space for kind of interacting with people. And I know Chris McNiven back in season one, episode three had some great things to say about incidental contact in that episode, you know, and just it is so important to be able to have those conversations and create space where people can ask questions. They can bounce ideas around in a meeting. And so know you're it is important to very much have agendas in your, your video calls or anything like that where you're, you know, have things you want to get done know you don't want just want to shoot the breeze for an hour and have have wasted everyone's time but you do want to create time for random ideas where you spit ideas out let people think and come back Um, because some of your best ideas can happen during that that space and so make sure you really kind of flesh you know some of the just flesh ideas out as much as you need over a video call but make sure you allow time for that that back and forth and then Number nine is funny over quality. And so, uh, especially if you're wanting to share something on social media, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't really share things that are boring. Um, You know, if something is just like, oh, that's really boring, but highly produced, I'm not, not as likely to share it. So just... Just because something's polished doesn't mean it's going to do well. But anytime you can introduce something that's funny, then it's just it's really going to get a lot of traction. So funny, sticky it has to be memorable in some way. And so uh, you know, no you know, during the coronavirus, I, I don't think we need to be making funny videos that are that mock a situation or anything like that. But I think there are ways of, You know, making something sticky, making it funny, making it interesting, so that we people actually want to watch it, and don't assume that just because something is high quality that people are going to want to see it. And so, you know, that can be a common mistake of just because we use great cameras and have great audio, or, you know, if their content itself isn't actually interesting, no one's going to watch it. And then number ten is actually, polish equals salesy. Number ten is polish equals salesy. So, so what do I mean by that? Is that Oftentimes, as I was recently, and so what do I mean by that? I was recently talking with with a student um, you know Tim Pascalis interviewed in episode 24 of season one, where he, you know, really felt that when he was you know scrolling through his Instagram feed, if he saw something that looked good, he almost assumed that it was an advertisement. And so at times while I do think the quality is good and I always strive to produce stuff that's high quality, we do have to be careful is that if something is too high quality and someone's looking through their feed, they can almost assume that it's an advertisement. And so while it's almost counterintuitive, it's like, well, do you want to do bad work? Like, no, you don't want to do bad work. But there, we are in a big change, especially now with, with coronavirus and things kind of shifting a little bit between it's harder to get bigger crews together. Uh, I have another friend who, who does recordings for a radio station. He said that they're probably going to switch to doing some of their interviews via zoom. So that way they don't have everyone together in in a a small room, small radio room, so that this notion that everything has to be polished is drastically changing in terms of what it means to be quality and, and have something be really good. And so that's why, you know, keeping up with that, you know, having something just be high polished can instantly almost throw someone off, or because they'll think that it's not not relevant or it's it's just you're someone trying to sell them versus being something organic so to recap those are the 10 kind of 10 principles being you know personally it's polished for breakfast two consistent you know supersedes trump's perfect three 50 of success is your title and screenshot four you know the, the most important part of the video isn't the video it's audio however the one caveat being max and five which is you know captions you know, rural social. And so while well, you have to have great audio for for more traditional content if it's on social media, then having you you have to have captions, and captions are almost more important than audio for social media. Not as much true for like YouTube, uh, where people expect to watch a video and are plugged in. Then seven, video is the horse, not the cart. So make sure that you your video needs to drive traffic, but is not the end all, be all, and is not going to solve your problems. Eight, live video needs incidental context. So allow space for going back and forth. Allow space for Q&A. Make sure everything isn't too overly scripted. Number nine, funny over quality. So make sure that you have something that's interesting, engaging, funny, versus just assuming that polish is going to solve your problems. And then number 10, polish equals salesy. So make sure your content really feels natural, engaging, if you want to come across as, as very authentic. It's kind of the, the buzzword these days, authentic content. So that wraps up a little bit, I know of an abnormal episode, Um, but these aren't exactly normal times, but I felt like we just need to get some of this content out there of how, you know, video really is going to help us keep productive, help us, you know, continue to meet people, make connections, engage, get work done during this period of, you know, the kind of flattening the curve through, uh, through social distancing, I think, uh, words going into 2020, we never thought would be on the the minds and lips of of everyone, (laughs) you know, Flattening the curve and social distancing uh, definitely weren't, weren't there, but I think 2020 is going to be be known for that. So for now, you know, keep your keep working, um, keep connecting with people, and you know, if you need help coming up with a uh, strategy for for to reach out, reach out to me, and I you know, love to help. Uh, I'm going to be putting together a number of resources for people, kind of helping think through what their video strategy is now that a lot of the things that were normal like you know big shoots and so like that aren't happening as much but we and, and it's harder to travel I mean it's not as safe to say hey I have a client I'm meeting like let me go out and meet with them flying to meet someone and um you know they're just kind of far away and you know you can do that with zoom and you'd be reducing your you know carbon footprint and also at the same time reducing the spread of coronavirus and, and so definitely encourage you guys to come up with a video strategy that's going to work for you and that's going to help continue to make your connections and build trust in in you and what you're doing. Until next week, keep washing your hands, keep not touching your face, uh, maintain good social distances and have a great one.